listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in southwest suburban Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in, everybody. Mike Pankow here, founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And well, we have a show for you today. We're going to talk about all kinds of upcoming events in the Chicago area. Plus, with our special guest, we're going to preview Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series this Saturday night. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view this Sunday. And our guest this week, Wrestling Inc.'s Nick Hausman. All right, before we get to Nick, let's take a look at the local Chicago wrestling scene. Before we do that, let's get into some breaking news. We lost Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. He passed away at 71 years old. He was a big part of the WWF era of the mid-80s. WrestleMania won. He was part of that main event with Rowdy Roddy Piper. And then also Cowboy Bob Orton was in their corner. They had the big main event tag team match with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Mr. Wonderful Paul Arnorf, known as the Benedict Arnold of the WWF, according to Gorilla Monsoon, because he turned his back on Hulk Hogan on two different occasions on his heel turn. And he also worked a little bit with WCW in the 90s. Um, rest in peace, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Um, big part of my wrestling fandom as a youth. We're going to miss him a lot. A lot of guys from the 80s and early 90s are already gone, and it's very sad. Um, He did have a nice long life, though. Former professional football player, I believe, as well. I believe he was a running back in the NFL. So he had a nice long athletic career as well. Getting to Chicago Wrestling Action, show of the week was AAW Pros United We Stand. That was last Friday night, July the 9th at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. Let's take a quick look of the entire card. And we had Shaft defeating Jake Crist in the opener. Laredo Kid defeats Ace Perry. In I Quit Women's Match, Sky Blue defeats Hyon. And in a lot of people's thoughts of Match of the Night, Josh Alexander defeats Jake Something in about a 15-minute bout. Lots and lots of high praise for that match. The AAW Tag Team Champions, Infamy, Deion Russman and Joasa, they retained the titles by defeating Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Then we had one called Manders, defeating Robin Steele. For the AAW Heritage Championship, Myron Reed retains over former champion Hakeem Zane. And in the two final matches of the night, we had title changes in both. AAW Women's Champion, we have a new title holder, Allison K defeats Chris Statlander. And in the AAW World Heavyweight Championship match in a steel cage match, Fred Yehai defeats Mance Warner. 
So Fred Yehai, the new AAW champion. Mance Warner had about a year and a half reign. He kind of guided the company through the pandemic. Great job by Manser. A hell of a match again from a lot of um, observers at that show. Also this past weekend, Gali Lucha Libre was Sunday night, July 11th at Berwyn Eagles Club. In the main event, it was very eventful. Cody Jones retained the Gali Lucha Championship. He defeats Axel Rico. At first, it looked like La Sociedad Boricua was going to interfere on the behalf of Axel Rico, but referee Dan Perch ejects them from the ringside area. So it's a one-on-one match until Sky Blue, who had a match earlier in the evening, and Axel interfered in that match. So Sky Blue came out for a little retribution behind the referee's back, used the Puerto Rican flag, clubbed it over the back of Axel Rico. Cody Jones hits a maneuver, gets the three count, Cody Jones retains the title. Axel Rico and La Sociedad very upset. And at the next Galilucha show, it'll be Sky Blue against Axel Rico, which should be a really, really entertaining grudge match. So that should be a lot of fun there. Crash Test Wrestling real quick. Lake Station, Indiana. That show was Saturday night, July the 10th. Marche Rocket. Congratulations to him. He became the CTW champion. Also, up in Wisconsin at Great Lakes Championship Wrestling, that was also last Saturday, and that was a free show outside in a ship in Wisconsin, not super far from Milwaukee. We had former WWE superstar Braun Strowman making an appearance at the show. Looked like he was just a fan watching the matches. That was kind of cool for him. I believe he has some Wisconsin roots, so he was up there checking out David Hero's GLCW promotion. And... Will we see maybe Braun do some indie shows? That'll be interesting to see. Also, in national news, Ring of Honor crowned two new champions at their Best of the World pay-per-view. The new ROH champion is Bandito after he beat Roosh. And Dragon Lee became the new ROH TV champion, defeating Tony Deppen. Heading on over to this weekend's events... Another Zello Pro Summer of Zello show will be Thursday night, July 15th. That's at Ozinga Field in Crestwood, following the Windy City Thunderbolts baseball game. And so far announced, we have the White Castle Bowl Move Championship match as the defending title holder Chico Suave goes up against Egotistico Fantastico. Also, Friday night, July 16th, Chicago Style Wrestling returns within the heat of the night Back at the American Legion Hall in Franklin Park, that main event will be CSW champion Filth King Brubaker against former champion Ice Pick Vic Capri in a Chicago street fight. That is, should be another fantastic show for CSW. And we will talk about this in a little bit with our guest Nick Hausman, but Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series, live from Dave Matteo Field at Marion Catholic High School, Saturday night, July the 17th. Match I'm looking forward to the most is Lance Archer against Robert Ego Anthony with Frank the Clown at Robert Ego Anthony's side. And that'll be a no-holds-barred match ready for just crazy havoc in that one. I mean, they're going to be brawling all over the ring, all over the outside of the ring, through the crowd. I I have a feeling I'm going to be running around to several different locations taking pictures of that match. 
Plus, women's champion Kylie Ray defends against Lady Frost. And Aramis defends his Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship against Daga. We'll hit a little bit more on that show when we talk to Nick in just a few minutes. Plus, we have WWE Money in the Bank. That's Sunday night, July the 18th. We will talk about that show with Nick as well, so stay tuned for that. And a little bit more, we have Impact Wrestling Slammiversary. That is Saturday night, July the 17th. Main event is the Impact World Championship match with title holder Kenny Omega defending against Sammy Callahan. Plus, we have the X Division Championship in an Ultimate X. The champion, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, takes on X Division legend, P.D. Williams. Warrior Wrestling Champion Trey Miguel will be part of that match, so he won't be in Chicago Heights. He'll be at Impact Wrestling that night. We have Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Rohit Raju as part of that match as well. And in an interesting twist, Impact Knockouts Championship match, the title holder, Deanna Perrazzo, defending against TBA. So who will we see in that match? Hmm, will Gail Kim possibly come out of retirement? Is it somebody entirely new to Impact Wrestling? Is it someone on the roster we haven't thought of? We'll have to see what happens Saturday night at Slammiversary. So, for events around Chicagoland, Northeast Illinois, Northwest Indiana, Southeast Wisconsin, check out WindyCitySlam.com. Click on the calendar events. Check out all those events there as well. Plus, we have some nice stories and photos from POW Entertainment Show this past July the 3rd, plus recent coverage of Freelance Underground, Warrior Wrestling, Chicago Style Wrestling, GLCW, and just so much more. So check out WindyCitySlam.com. All right, coming up in mere moments, Wrestling Inc.'s Nick Hausman joins us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back on Windy City Slam podcast. And I'm very excited to welcome in for the very second time because we had him on the show last year. He's a wrestling journalist, a former independent wrestling manager, and he's the color commentator for Warrior Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome back Wrestling Inc.'s Nick Hausman. Nick, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me, Mike. Good to hear from you again. I uh, can't wait to see you in a few days over at Chicago Heights. It's Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series Night 2 of the 2021 version, and it's going to be a loaded show. Um, off the top, um, what match are you looking forward to the most? Uh, oh, man. Uh, at Warrior Wrestling this weekend, I think the match, I mean, maybe Davey Richards versus Jonathan Gresham, just because I'm all amped up for all the pure wrestling stuff from Ring of Honor of late. I think that's maybe... Mm -hmm. uh, and Gresham is really just kind of in his own. I mean, he did two matches last night at Best in the World. So um, I think that's... If, you, if you're putting me on the spot, off the top of my head, that's the one that jumps out the quickest to me. So... Yeah, Gresham's an amazing wrestler. Uh, he's a five foot four, just dynamite in ring performer, pure wrestling, technical savvy. He, he's unbelievable, and he just every time I see him, it's like watching a clinic. Yeah, and I'll put over too uh, for this weekend: Brian Cage versus Ninja Mac. Um, I remember when Steve first told me that that was what they were going to do. For the bout, because uh, I think it was Brian Cage versus somebody, and then they got like signed or something, and we had to replace him. Or, I forget exactly what happened, 
But um, man, Ninja Mac is one of my absolute favorites at the moment. The guy is made of rubber and dynamite. And uh, I just cannot wait to see him uh, play around at the pummel horse that is Brian Cage uh, uh, this weekend. I think it's going to be great. Cage does very well with the uh, smaller, more athletic type wrestlers, too. And we've seen that at Warrior Wrestling over the past couple of years. Um, Bandito comes to mind. Uh, they did a main event at Warrior Wrestling 3. And, of course, Bandito, just this past weekend, becoming Ring of Honor champion. So oh, that's yeah. a pretty amazing performance. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited that Dan Housen's going to be in the house. Obviously, love that Dan Housen. I think the work that him and PCO are doing right now and Ring of Honor is great. So, I mean, it, you know, there's there's a lot to like. I mean, and when you put him in the ring with Lee Moriarty, obviously as well, it's going to be a, a real fun contest. Lee's great. But, yeah, Dan House in the house. I mean, I'm excited to watch Frank the Clown get murdered again by Lance Archer. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure it's going to happen, you know. And then, you know, Brian Pillman Jr., the former Warrior champion coming back, um, you know, for the first time uh, with the Varsity Blondes, which is the group he's been with in AEW that's taken off right now. Be interested to see him kind of in that space since we're so used to seeing him as a singles competitor there. So. Yeah, very excited to see the blondes together uh, as a trio with Julia in their corner and Griff teaming with Brian, obviously. Yeah. And their opponents, too. Um, guys that uh, I have some familiarity with, uh, uh, Richard Holiday from MLW. Uh, he used sure. to be in a faction with uh, MJF there. I'm looking forward to seeing him as well as his partner, uh, the Savage Gentleman, Victor Benjamin. Should be kind of a cool match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's really not any, you know, like most Warrior Wrestling shows, there are not really any weak spots on the card. So I'm pretty sure this will deliver as hard as everything else does with Warrior Wrestling. And you mentioned Frank the Clown and Lance Archer. That's probably the match I'm looking forward to the most. Frank just generates this unreal nuclear heat out there. And uh, oh, yeah. him and Robert Ego Anthony, a Chicago area guy, a Joliet guy, as a matter of fact, uh, we live right around, across town from each other, and um, he just such, does such great heel work for Warrior Wrestling. And, and Lance Archer, one of my favorites in the world right now. Um, I'm hoping for a bigger and bigger push from him from AEW. I'm hoping that's coming soon. Um, I'm just looking forward to the massacre that match could very well be. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, look, uh, Lance Archer has consistently showed up and destroyed everything in his path and you know uh, putting robert ego anthony and frank the clown in front of him this time is gonna be a lot of fun so yeah whole card banger after banger i think the whole thing's gonna slap it's gonna be great yeah we had frank the clown on the podcast a few weeks ago and uh he says he might have something up his sleeve he might have a little backup behind his back coming into this match oh. should be interesting to see who he recruits or potentially recruits or what other sneaky nefarious tricks he might have up his sleeve well, Sure. Well, I mean, you know, he had the resources to come in on a helicopter last time. I mean, you know, well, I don't yeah. know the depths and resources he's willing to go, you know. Whether it brings a nice car, a helicopter, uh, a John Deere with a, a, a trailer hitch filled with weapons, some That's more crazy. doors under the ring. Who knows? That was all great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Good stuff. Yeah, and... um. To run out some more of the matches on this card, we have Aramis, who's the uh, Warrior Wrestling Lucha Champion against Daga. Uh, Kylie Ray defending her Warrior Women's Championship against Lady Frost. Uh, obviously, Trey Miguel will be not at Warrior Wrestling. He'll be at Slammiversary. We'll get into that a little bit later. 
And let's see if there's any other matches we did not mention. Oh, yeah, Dante Martin of Top Flight against Casey Navarro. And a guy who I just saw for the very first time at Freelance Underground a few weeks ago, the big hulking Calvin Tankman against Jordan Oliver. Now, that should be a fun match as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, both those guys have just been ripping it up in MLW. Jordan Oliver a little longer than Calvin Tankman, but... I think I think Jordan Oliver is going to surprise a lot of people here. Obviously, Tankman's Tankman, and you know he's been you know I think he's putting a more prominent light and really just a blue chipper. But Jordan Oliver, man, like he's putting on more weight. He's still he can still move just as quick as he always has. I think he's just I think he's just finding his rhythm. And yeah, you know of all the matches that could be sleepers to steal the show, I think Tankman Oliver definitely a lot of potential there. Yeah. So you've pretty much been uh, working with Warrior since the beginning of time, like like last three years or so, right? Since the beginning of time, I'm the only person who has been a performer on every single Warrior Wrestling show. Okay. Yeah. Now, what's it like working with um, talent like Rich Bocchini in the broadcast booth, as well as Val Capone here and there? Yeah, Val's great. Rich is just a, 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 a wonderful resource. You know, uh, he's become a really good friend of mine, too. You know, uh, when Warrior started... Um, Rich was asked who he wanted to do commentary with, and uh, he knew I'd been kind of dabbling at Black Label and uh, was definitely doing a lot of podcasting stuff. And Rich was actually the one that asked to put me in the booth with him, which was like an enormous compliment right out of the gate. And, you know, he didn't really, we'd never worked together. He didn't really know a lot about my skills other than the fact I could talk. And the past, whatever, three, four years that we've been working together at Warrior, um, has just been such a great learning experience for me. You know, I, I, I feel a lot more comfortable. Like I understand the mechanics of calling wrestling and you know with my with my day gig being the managing editor of wrestling inc you know one of the things i really pride myself as a as compared to other pro wrestling journalists out there is that i've really tried to experience the business in as many different capacities as possible and really understand you know the, the various things you know i was manager for many years i've helped promote shows uh i've now can say i've spent some time in the booth i've never got to ref I think that's one of the last big things I'd like to do in wrestling is learn how to be a real good ref. I had one wrestling match, and I decided that I'm not a wrestler. So I don't think that's the path I'll be going down. But it's just been wonderful to work with somebody who's been in it, been to the top, and is just so giving of their time and knowledge and rich. And uh, it's just been a wonderful learning experience for me. And it's been it turned into a great duo, too, I think. Yeah, and I've told Rich in the past as well. Uh, I, think he's a, I think he's an awesome guy, by the way. When he was doing NXT and SmackDown for WWE, he's one of the best that they had. And I'm really disappointed that they, uh, you know, they parted ways. Obviously, he's doing good things with MLW and with Warrior. But, yeah, I think Rich Bocchini could be as high as he wants to go in this business. Yeah, Rich, you know, Rich can do anything. You know, and one of the great things about Rich uh, this time around with the Stadium Series shows is he's becoming a lot more hands-on as a backstage producer. And I don't know if a lot of people know that or not. But Rich is really... Um, helping putting together run sheets, uh, packages, um, just a lot of creative. He's putting a lot of his creative energies into the production and execution of Warrior Wrestling. And Principal Steve is letting him do it. And he's just really, I mean, he's a great asset for us. I'm, I'm a big fan of Rich. That's awesome. Uh, and then the shows just keep getting better and better, not only in ring, but also with the production values, with the packages for the pay-per-views, with, with the promotion and everything else. So uh, it's a great team at Warrior Wrestling with Steve and Eric and all of you guys helping out as well. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I think so. I think we're the best in the Midwest, if not the country right now. So. All right. Um, obviously, you have your finger on the pulse of professional wrestling, and we're 
kind of about the same age. You might be a few years younger than I am. Um, we just celebrated 25 years of the NWO, and that was a big part of my early adulthood. Um, what are your thoughts of the faction, and were they the best ever in terms of wrestling factions? Uh, well, the NWO certainly left a, a mark. Um, I mean, I think that the NWO formula uh, of a bunch of different outsiders coming together to kind of wreak havoc on, on the promotion has become, I mean, it's been done a lot, right? Like, yes. it, it, a lot of times the NWO has been trying to be recreated. Is the NWO the best faction of all time? Um, I mean, it would be them or... Or DX, I would have. I mean, it's kind of neck and neck. I mean, you could put the Horsemen in that category, but they never kind of had the same story arches that the NWO and DX had. So, you know, dealer's choice. I think one of those two. But I mean, just kind of, you know, when you look at, you know, again, just where the NWO twenty five years in the landscape lies with everything. Um, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. I get to do pro wrestling for life with with Sean Waltman. And obviously he was very involved in both those groups that I just talked mm -hmm. about. And as time goes by, like, and we do more shows and we talk to more people. We talk to his old friends. We talk to NXT people now that like grew up on him. It's amazing to me, just like the impact that that group of individuals in that time had on the business, you know, as a kid watching it. And I think that's, you know, like you, me, every, all these other NXT kids that are, you know, getting a chance to work with Sean and you know, both the Sean's, Michael's, Hunter, all these people is like, and you're a kid, it's like, it's just like the coolest thing in the world because you don't understand it. You don't know what's going on backstage necessarily. It's just this fun, cool thing. But then you get to grow up and you get to kind of step into those shoes. You get to kind of play around in that water. And uh, I definitely give the NWO credit for NDX or whatever, but NWO is, I guess, what we're talking about. I give them credit for keeping the business fun and playful and exciting. And uh, bringing so many people into the mix, because, like, you look at all the great talent we have now. I mean, we have an excess of, like, amazing talent that all kind of are starting to get it. And I don't think you would see the breadth of talent you do right now and the, and the kind of energetic business that we have at the moment without the NWO. I, I mean, it just I don't think it happens. And the NWO kind of put WCW on the same level as WWE. In fact, they were winning the ratings war for uh, 83 weeks. Right. And um, before, you know, things went south, obviously, we know that whole story. Sure. Turning the page, AEW, will they ever get close in your mind to WWE to challenging them in a ratings war like, like um, say, Dynamite against Raw or Dynamite against SmackDown? Uh, it's really different now. You know, uh, the fans are so smart. Um, social media exists. Um, people are consuming, you know, content in so many different ways now. Like, I don't really know that the, the metrics we use to measure viewership each week right now are always inherently reflective of the amount of people actually taking in each product. Um, I, I, I think it's interesting that when people talk about, like, do we see them ever being, you know, competition or going toe-to-toe -to -toe, with a with a WWE. I mean, I think they're already there, right? I mean, they're definitively the Burger King to WWE's McDonald's. Mm -hmm. I, don't think I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, I think it's that the question now is, do both of these things, can they coincide? Can they exist along one another? Can they exist alongside one another? Because the problem with WCW, WWE is obviously it got too competitive and it had to be, it, somebody put it into it, you know? I think that Tony Khan kind of wisely is trying to keep AEW um, 
a little bit distanced from from WWE, um, and I, I I just I think that it's just going to be a different it's going to be a very different story. I think they're already there. I think they're already Burger King. I don't really know that it'll get as contentious as it did between WWE and WCW, but I think that's a conscious decision Tony has made to, I mean, definitely chide on WWE. He takes his shots, no doubt about it, but mm-hmm. um, is still trying to kind of keep them not directly head-to-head when, when possible would, would be the way I'd phrase it. Yeah, I think you're right in terms of they're kind of at that level already. Um, I think he'd be crazy to actually put – dynamite or rampage on against a raw or against the smackdown obviously rampage is supposed to be i think right after smackdown on um, tnt so they won't be head to head or anything like that they'll just add like a third hour to your friday night wrestling television enjoy enjoyability but that's even a word (laughs) i think it is mike i think it is i think it is definitely a word Unless I just created one. I'm a journalist. I should know my vocabulary, but, you know, sometimes speaking, it just, just doesn't work out. <laughs> Mike, Mike, your vernacular is spectacular. I wouldn't stress about it, you know? There, there you go. Yeah. There you go. The uh, silver-tongued um, Nick Hausman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Regular Dr. Seuss over here, Mike. Regular Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and this weekend, too, besides Warrior Wrestling and besides some other pretty good local events we have two big national events we have impact wrestling slam anniversary and we have wwe's money in the bank all right um money in the bank there's um five matches already set officially announced um we have the bobby lashley wwe championship match against kofi kingston we have edge making his in-ring return against wwe universal champion roman reigns we have the WWE Raw Women's Championship match between champion Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. And the two Money in the Bank ladder matches. The men's field is completely set with Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, former champ Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, King Shinsuke Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. And then in the women's Money in the Bank, the Raw side is set with Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Ash, or Cross, however you want to call her, plus Liv Morgan and the returning Zelina Vega on SmackDown, plus two more spots to be determined. So do you, Nick, have any predictions on who's coming out of Money in the Bank with those briefcases? Well, I don't know about on the women's side because, I mean, it seems like the whole women's division in WWE right now has kind of been thrown into a, uh, you know, tailspin with Bailey going out. I mean, yeah, they're, quick, they're quickly having to fill the void over on SmackDown and putting Carmella in that that bout, and it's going to be on SmackDown now, and then Money in the Bank is going to be on Sunday. And you know, I uh, if I had to pick, uh, I'll start with the men. If I had to pick from the men, I definitely go Drew McIntyre. I just think that they want to keep him like floating around the main event picture, but they don't want to put him in it at the moment. And I think the money in the bank gives him a chance to do that. And I think that that, you know, it's a big moment for him in front of fans. If he can climb that ladder and take that money in the bank, I just, I'm feeling Drew McIntyre with that money in the bank. And then over on the women's side of thing, I mean, I think Liv Morgan is a very compelling choice right now. The fans are definitely behind her. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think it's a more, much more wide open field on the women's side of things. Yeah, I think Liv is somebody that uh, 
through the storylines the last few weeks on SmackDown, feels like she's the one that's been kind of forgotten, needs to draw the attention of a Sonya Deville. It's like, hey, I'm still here. I want that briefcase too, since, you know, Sonya put in Carmella automatically and now she's out of the match and she put in Zelina Vega automatically without qualifying. And I, I think Liv Morgan is an intriguing choice as well. I, I think they need to go with a fresh face there. Maybe especially now she needs to find herself as a, as a single, as a solo act without Ruby Riot, without Sarah Logan, who was released last year. I, I kind of like that pick. I, I think that's yeah. a, I think that's an interesting pick. And you mentioned Bailey too. And I've been a huge Bailey fan. I've been a proponent of Bailey ever since the podcast here on Windy City Slam began. I think she was probably one of the best performers of the pandemic era for WWE, and they are really going to miss her. And I really enjoyed what she did over the last couple of years. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent, hundred percent, you know, and uh, she just kind of stands out to me. I mean, I guess you could put it on Alexa Bliss, right? She seems to kind of be wrapping up. With, I don't know, maybe with Shayna. I don't really know what's going on with her. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Nikki Ash, you know, she kind of this new cartoon character they've, you know, cooked up. I mean, I could see her with a briefcase just because it looked nice at the action figures. And yeah, I mean, I, again, like it's a lot more wide open on the women's side of thing. And I would imagine that there's still a discussions about who's going to go over there just because, again, you know, you, you see Bailey go down. Carmarla comes up. Liv gets in money in the bank. Shotzi and Tegan Knox are on SmackDown all of a sudden. Tony Storm is on the way to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So like an, an immediately, an immediate uh, seismic shift in uh, where the women are positioned in, in WWE in the wake of Bailey. So I would be shocked if they even kind of knew at this moment who was going to win that match. Yeah, my personal opinion, the Money in the Bank matches will probably be the most intriguing matches on that show. I can totally see Lashley retaining, Roman Reigns retaining. I don't see Roman losing that title for a while. Um, is that kind of what you see too, Nick? It would seem that way, right? Especially with as strong as Edge is looking, right? I mean, just one by one, taking them down, putting that big bar of steel in their mouths. Yeah. I mean, it would it would seem that Roman is poised to to beat Edge here. I I, I yep. would certainly agree with that. And then over on the other side with Kofi and, and Bobby, though, um, I don't know. You know, big moment. Fans are back. Do they do a title change? Do you keep, I mean, where do you go with Bobby Lashley from here? I mean, unless you've got Brock Lesnar in the wings coming back and they're going to keep him on a different brand than, than Roman and they want to do, you know, Lashley-Brock, I don't really know where you go with a, with a, with a Bobby Lashley much, much longer as the champion. I'd love to see Lashley and Brock for the WWE Championship. I think they'd be a great match at SummerSlam if that's where they choose to go. If they can pull it off, yeah, they give it an yeah. amazing match. Yeah, 100%. If they can get Brock to come out of Canada. <laughs> yeah, or away from his bearded butcher buddies, you know. <laughs> I just saw those Instagram posts. That's pretty funny. Yeah, he's got, he looks like a Tekken character now, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Quite interesting. Yeah, agreed. All right, Nick, um, we're coming up against your time limit here. Uh, we might get called into a time limit draw if we don't hurry up. And, but we'll keep the cameras rolling. <laughs> sure. So promote your social media and tell us a little bit about Wrestling Inc. and whatever other projects that you're into right now. Sure. Yeah, I am uh, managing editor WrestlingInc.com. Go there every day to get your uh, daily news source. I do a live uh, afternoon show, the Wrestling Inc. Daily, uh, noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, over on Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube channel. So you can tune into that, daily interviews. 
Um, I, of course, also co-host Sean Waltman's Pro Wrestling for Life. Like I said earlier, it comes out new episodes every Thursday. Uh, be sure to tune in to that and uh, support that. And, uh, yeah, I'm just at Nick underscore Houseman over on Twitter. You know, follow me there. You know, that's where I, it's really the only social media channel I use. So if you're just looking to engage me, uh, my DMs are open. You can shoot me ideas or thoughts or comments or really whatever else. So that's kind of everything, though, right now. All right, Nick. We will see you this Saturday night at Warrior Wrestling over at Dave Matteo Field at Marion Catholic High School. Five o'clock's the VIP Fan Fest. Six thirty, the gates open. Seven o'clock, the action starts. So uh, we'll catch you then, Nick. Cool. Sounds great. Thank you so much for the time, Mike. Yeah. Thanks for coming on again. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Goodbye. All right, fun conversation with Wrestling Inc.'s Nick Hausman. Check him out at Wrestling Inc. on the internet. Wow, Warrior Wrestling coming up this weekend. Nick will be on the call along with Rich Bocchini and Val Capone. Should be an exciting weekend of matches there. I will be there in Chicago Heights watching the action, taking some pictures. Also, uh, very excited for yet another edition of the Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. Also looking forward to seeing the results and the fallout of Money in the Bank and Slammiversary. So next week, we'll talk about all that fun stuff at Warrior Wrestling and a whole lot more. CSW has a big show. We'll sure to comment a little bit about that. Plus, we're hoping to have at least one, maybe two guests next week. Still working on finalizing that. So stay tuned to Windy City Slam social media for that information. So long, everybody. So long, everybody.